You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 284 of the Talking Chop Podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland. It is Saturday evening. It's been a busy, yet frustrating, yet all kinds of things kind of week for the Atlanta Braves, and I am joined today by Eric Cole. Hello, sir. Yeah, with a busy week uh, in real life for me as well, this has been kind of a a bit of a whirlwind sort of week uh, for kind of what's going on with the professional baseball club of record uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. It's been kind of a... Yeah, it's been kind of a weird one. There's been a little bit of good, but a lot of it's been that you know not so great. So we'll see. We get. I guess we get to talk about it. Yeah, not so great indeed. Uh, you know, they finally. Uh, I should say. I'm not even sure that's the right framing, but they finally did not have a four-game winning or losing streak because they lost today. They were. Uh, oh yeah, they broke the pattern. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they they uh, of course uh, lost lost four in a row, won four in a row, uh, and then were on their way. Uh, you know, and and lost four in a row again. And then they were on their way, but then they uh, it fell short earlier today on Saturday. Just for some record-keeping stuff here, uh, we're recording Saturday night because they play a night game on Sunday, number one, which is always tough. And also, the Braves have a five-game week next week. They have they have two off days next week, so we're sort of balancing the schedule a little bit because next week's going to be pretty light. They're off on Monday and Thursday, which is kind of strange, but alas, that's why we're here. And oh, Well, uh, I mean, this is a team that could use a couple days off because there's, yeah... But not content the wise, the it definitely. Yeah. No, content wise, it's problematic. But you know, practically speaking, you know, it's not the worst either. No, not at all. So I guess we'll just go through the week. Uh, there's not really. I mean, there's obviously some news. There's some injury stuff that we'll hit on across the uh, game breakdowns. And I guess the broad takeaway is that the Braves are not very good right now. Uh, on the bright side, they're only three games back uh, as we speak. So it's not like the season's over. Uh, they're perfectly fine to come out of this hole. But you know, every week that we say this. And this is the third week, third week in a row that I've said that. Um, you know, banking losses is not what you want. So it's a combination, at least for me, of everything's probably fine um, in terms of the broad picture of baseball season. At the same time, there have been some frustrations, and I think some of the issues are potentially problematic. So that's kind of my overall top line thought here, Eric. Is that about where you are? Or are you panicked more than I am? Am I panicked? I wouldn't say panicked because the like. It's un- unfortunate when you have both bad, batted ball luck, you know, like type stuff happening to you, which has both kind of made the pitching slightly worse than it probably has been. Uh, and then, you know, the the offense playing worse than they probably are. Um, outside of like the Ronald Cunha Jr. division where he's like on a, another planet right now in terms of what he's doing. But, you know, it, at the same time, I mean, when you have – I mean – there is Ronald Acuna Jr., who's like OPS is still somewhere like around 1500 or something. 
Then you have Freddie, who's like batting around 200, but has kept his OPS reasonable at around 800. The next highest OPS on the team is Dansby. And he's not hitting well. Yeah, if, if you go through the, the WRC pluses, uh, no one as a full-time player is up over 70 other than Freeman and Acuna. So that's not what you want, uh, especially oh. with the guys who you're, uh, you know, Ozuna has been, he showed some size. He's, he got off to sort of a slow start last year as well. But he's a 61, Ozzy 67, Dansby's under 70, Darno's 50, Riley's 30. Uh, I mean, it's not... It's not been good. I mean, you can't rely on as good as no. Ronald is. You can't rely on him to be literal Superman uh, every night. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. Can. It's been it, and here's the thing, right? Like they, they they've lost some close games. And if they if Ronald hadn't been on a other planet, they wouldn't have been particularly close games. So, but at the same time, like again, some a, a lot of luck, both in terms of the injury stuff, which we're going to talk about. And just like you know, like hammering balls, and they end up right in gloves, and then little bloops that get down for like two run doubles and stuff like that. Like, it's a combination of stuff that maybe should have been foreseen and planned for, possibly with roster construction or, and offseason moves. These are things that could have been, you know, making your bench reasonable uh, would have been a, probably a good start. Um, you know, maybe not banking on guys who have are older or are somewhat injury prone for your rotation. Those are all things that maybe are things that could have been considered or at least priced in, you know, just kind of be factored those in your decision making. But there's also been a, a fair bit of, uh, you know, a bit unlucky. You know, I would not be like this team could have played about the same as what they are right now and be and have a winning record. Right. You know, so I'm, yes. um, you know, like mean pot, mean Pache's WRC plus was terrible. He looked he looked bad at the plate, but like there's like like at least three bad balls that come to mind where like, you know if those drop all of a sudden his line looks a lot better and it's cause it's a small, these are all small samples that we're looking at. Now at the same time, he also had some at bats where he looked terrible. And if we look at the, the at bats of a lot of these guys in the lineup, their at bats have looked bad. And a lot of these guys in the rotation who are either hurt now or have not performed well, have had moments where it's like really concerning. Like, you know, this really can't be the situation. Every time they go out there, it doesn't seem like anyone in the rotation can command the ball right now. And, what does that tell us about, you know, is there game planning issues? Is there issues with, you know, like, you know, like, you know, catchers and pitchers kind of being on the same on the same page, considering that this is a fairly new rotation and, you know, kind of getting everyone on the same kind of getting on everyone on the same page. Is that an issue? Like there's a lot there's questions that are that need to be asked right now. And they're certainly, you know, we'll find out before too long if this is like a long standing thing. But for like an early season swoon, like we've seen this stuff before. I mean, I've seen I've seen the Baltimore Orioles, you know, in first place, you know, fairly recently, you know, early in seasons, and we know how that kind of turns out. So it's you know weird stuff happens early in seasons, but the injury stuff is kind of what's more concerning than anything. Yeah, the injuries are are the concern. I think broadly speaking, uh, just to sort of back you up there, the Pittsburgh Pirates currently have a half game lead on the Braves in the National League. And the Pirates are probably the worst team in the league, or at least they were one of the two or three worst teams in the league coming into the season. And their I, roster I, is hey, terrible. I was about to say, though, that Rockies team is really bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, th- I think the Pirates had a worse projection coming into the year than the, than the Rockies. Is that, is that really is that, is that really? I mean, I guess Trevor, sure. I mean, Trevor, I mean, Trevor, Trevor Story is still a good baseball player, so maybe that's right. Yeah, but. I just, I mean, regardless, they were a bottom-tier team. And uh, it's, it's early enough where even teams like the Rockies are uh, quite um, – you know, I guess ahead of the Braves at this moment. So 
it's early. It's kind of a top line thought here, but obviously lots of interest <laughs> yeah, to yeah. talk about. <laughs> and so, yeah, the, Yan- the, Yan- the Yankees are in last place right now. Yeah, I mean there there are other teams. Obviously, this is yeah. it's baseball. You can't predict it. That's the that's kind of what you always say. But the Yankees are five and nine right now. That's one team that you would certainly circle that is supposed to be good that has not been good so far. Um, the Braves are another one. Obviously, the Braves should not be left out of this because they have also disappointed. Right. But um, yeah, we'll talk about all this stuff. Now, I guess we'll start at the beginning of the week. Uh, Tuesday's game was the last one that we did not talk about on the podcast because Scott and I recorded on Monday night. Um, and Tuesday was a weird one. Uh, they opened the game. Leading three nothing in the first after home runs by Ozuna and Albies, and then uh, they gave up the lead pretty quickly, and then Miami got four in the fourth inning and they never trailed again. So let's discuss Max Free as the first injury concern. There there are many, but he is one. Uh, he also pitched quite badly. Uh, so he gave up eight runs on Tuesday in four innings, eleven base runners. It was not good. His ERA is over eleven for the year. Um, and this is this is the maddening part in some respects, other than him just kind of being bad. He left the game. He was already going to be coming out of the game for sure. He hit for himself and yep. had and it had to run the bases, and got hurt running the bases. So that's not what you want. Um, he's on the IL. It's the hamstring. No one seems like incredibly concerned, but anytime one of your top two or three starters gets hurt and isn't pitching well, it's not what you want. So I guess we'll stop there. How worried are you about Max Freed, both the way he's pitching and also the injury? Well, he hasn't been pitching well. Uh, nope. I mean that, and that, and that is a for as long as Max has been in the Braves organization, he has had season. He's had more seasons where he's had weird little nagging injuries that have almost have outside outsized effects on his performance. Versus the injuries, you know, he has like a kind of a history of dealing with blisters. Uh, he's had like back issues, hamstring issues, you know, gro- he had a, a groin issue that took him out for a while when he was in the big leagues. And that's not the stuff that you necessarily want to see, right? Uh, if a guy just needs to be like 100% healthy to be functional, um, that's just not how baseball seasons work uh, when you have 162 games. So now, is it maddening that pitchers are having to hit again and that's we're like certain to see like more evidence that, you know, pitchers running the bases is kind of turning into a bit of a problem um, for, for teams. It's like weird little nagging injuries and things like that. I'm more concerned that he just like, he doesn't seem like to have the kind of the command uh, and like kind of that late life on his pitches that made him so good. He's just not fooling anybody either. So if you're both can't command your pitches and you're kind of walking guys, the other batters, the batters also seem to know it. They're not, he's not getting chases He's getting either hit hard or putting guys on base, and that's bad. That's just, I mean, there's no way around that. So hopefully that maybe that this hamstring injury maybe is a fairly minor thing, and it's kind of allowing him to reset and you know kind of figure out exactly what's going on with him mechanically, um, and maybe figure out his kind of approach to pitching uh, and just kind of get back dialed in because I mean he's just looked bad and you know when you have to leave a game because you get hit by a line drive and then you leave another game because you have a hamstring issue at some point you just you know this this team needs him on the mound and you know we're now again in another first month of the season we can't really say two aprils in a row now because last year was so weird but we're all of a sudden the majority of the Braves rotation is hurt yeah it's uh <laughs> kind of a kind of a repeat of last year not quite as bad yet knock on yeah, yeah. wood um, but yeah, I mean, between Soroka already having to be pushed back a little bit, 
um, and now, you know, Freed banged up slash bad. It's not a, and then, you know, they had, <laughs> uh, you know, it was not good today. Oh, he was quite good earlier. <laughs> earlier. Yeah, he, yeah, he got, he, he got chilled. Not good today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the rotation, as much as I am not particularly worried about the rotation, it's not gone. It's about, it's gone about as poorly as it possibly could have so far overall between smiley, not looking great. Although his flashes have been fine, but now he's hurt too. And free doing what he did. And Soroka being pushed back a little bit. Morton's been fine, but like they need to be better, obviously. And, um, spoiler alert, yeah, Morton, it's going to be Bryce, Bryce Wilson now. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Morton, I mean, Morton didn't look awesome his last start. That's for certain. Like, yeah. You know, like, he he looks fine early and then kind of lost it for about an inning and a half. And that was kind of it. But I don't know. He's been their so best guy so far. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, his, his, per, his peripherals have, have been reasonably encouraging. But, like, you know, again, you, you, this offense struggling just already with some bad luck and kind of guys having trouble getting going. I mean, you can't count on them to put up eight runs like you kind of did last year right now. You just can't. You know, like, No, it's not know. the same level of offense overall no. at all right now. Um, to your point there, by the way, about the uh, the pitching staff um, coming. This is all coming into today because I don't. It's not refreshed yet. Um, the starting pitching uh, was near the bottom of the league in a couple of different categories, um, and that's with Enoa being incredible before today. Again, before today, um, they were doing very well with like strike, strikeouts, but their ERA was, I believe, like five point three coming into today, and it, and it definitely got worse, obviously, with the way the Enoa pitched. So. The ERA is going to be in the high fives probably by the time this refreshes tomorrow for the rotation, and you just can't you can't live there. Um, everyone knows that, so not breaking any ground. But uh, we'll see when when, when Mask can come back. But they, he has to be better when he comes back as well. So sort of a two pronged problem there. Um, in the fourteen to eight loss on Tuesday, by the way, uh, Josh Tomlin got rocked. Grant Dayton got rocked. The the non premium bullpen guys have not been good, and uh, even the, some of the premium guys have not been good either, which we'll come back to. Um, and the other thing I want to mention from Tuesday was the Adam Duvall revenge game. Uh, two home runs, four hits, four runs scored, and seven RBI for the former Brave on Tuesday. Um, I, I made kind of the uh, sarcastic joke later on in the week about maybe the Braves could use that guy because we were on that train a long time ago. But uh, especially now when you're down both of your center field options, uh, not that Duvall was going to play center field, but it'd be nice to have Adam Duvall like, to play at corner outfield spot right now with Ronald Cunha in center field. I'll just say that. Uh, it, it, it certainly would have been nice. Uh, you know, don't necessarily need him as the bench bat because apparently Pablo Sandoval's like, you know, the incarnation of Babe Ruth, but it's one more. Listen, it's, it's, you, you, you can have more than one. You're allowed to have more than one bench bat. The, oh, this is, this is, this is true. And as you, that's especially true when Adam Duvall did not require a lot of money to sign for the Miami Marlins. Oh, so. by, by the way, I want to, I want to just refresh this. I got a lot of people replying to that tweet that didn't understand. Uh, Adam Duvall did not choose free agency. Adam Duvall was non-tendered. The Braves could have brought Adam Duvall yep. back. Um, I know that uh, there was a couple yep. of responses that were like, well, he signed for you know this this much in Miami. I'm like, yeah, except the Braves non-tendered him. All they had to do was tender him and he would be on the team. Uh, obviously, there was money involved there, but it was not that Adam Duvall just chose to go to Miami over Atlanta thing like like Melanson. You can see, you, with Melanson, make that case all day long and I might even listen to you. But with Adam Duvall, like, there's no gray area here. The Braves decided not to bring him back. That's what happened. <laughs> Yep, and again, it the the depth concerns that AA mentioned uh, at, at times this offseason and did not rectify are being put on full display right now because, I mean, look, I mean, Adrianza's been a really fun story and, you know, uh, 
that there's you know you know some moves that have been made where you know like things seem to be okay-ish, but when you sacrifice depth to you know for what are what ends up being modest cost serving cost savings, you you can really put your team in trouble, and that's kind of what we're seeing and what we saw this week is just you know the lot of the little things lot of little things not going your way and. You don't really have kind of a guy that the guys that you can normally go to to, you know, kind of stop the bleeding if you want to put it that way. And you know, look, I mean, some a, a lot of guys are, you know, playing way under what we thought they were going to be. Uh, it's kind of hard to have everything go wrong, but the Braves have managed to pretty much fall to pull that off outside of you know Acuna, obviously, and then a little bit of Freddie. So, you know, again, it's uh, I'll, I'll, there's certainly some just kind of un, unfortunate, you know, sort of just unlucky things happening. But there's a lot of this stuff, too, that could have been kind of hedged against. Yeah, uh, Acuna, Freddie, Pablo Sandoval, and, like, Tyler Matzik is about, is, about, is about all you can say have been positive so far. Um, yeah. All right, we'll do one more game before we get to a break. Oh, by the way, last thing. The, the, the offense scored eight runs on 11 hits on Tuesday, so that was not an offensive problem. Uh, they just could not, they could not get outs on Tuesday. Nope. Uh, the fourth straight loss happened on Wednesday. It was six to five. Uh, Morton had a bad third inning. He had a really bad miss to Jazz Chisholm on a home run that was a bad pitch. Um, did strike out nine, but as we said, like it was not his best work. Uh, Ron Acuna accounted for all five Braves runs on Wednesday with two home runs. So silly. Two home runs, and he scored. And he scored on a single by Freddie in the fifth inning. So he was um, rather absurd. Uh, and other than that, like you, you just get into extra innings, and like with the new extra inning format. Um, they give up a run in the tenth, which is like what you're expected to do. I saw some frustration with, with Matzik, and it's like, guys, the expected value of a half inning in extra innings now is more than a half of a run. You're supposed to score, like everyone. Uh, is unless, to score. <laughs> unless you're the Atlanta Braves, who cannot seem to score a run in extra. Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I, I just want to say, like, they lost by one in extra innings, which is like, I was just frustrated with some of the reactions I saw about Matzik. Like, oh, Matzik gave it away. I'm like, no, nah, man, he gave up a single. That's what happens. Like, it's not a big of a deal. So, no, sorry, it was a double. But only one run. Um, and then the Braves had Acuna, Freeman, and Azuna coming up uh, with a guy on second and nobody out and didn't score. So that was a frustrating one. Uh, if you want to have one moment this whole season in which Ronald and Freddie didn't do anything, that was the moment. So still, I mean, I'm not upset about that. It's just what happened and you lose a game and it's four in a row. Yeah, and it's a uh, <laughs> again. It, it just felt like there was like times during that game too, where like you know, like they would almost get something going, yep. and you know, you know, Ro- like Ronnie was like, it felt like he was like literally just like lifting the entire team on his back, and then you know, like um, another run would get another run would get get across some again some you know, little flare gets down and drives in some runs or you know, it just seemed like any time that someone just had to do anything, just even put the ball in play. You know, and it just didn't happen. And that's been kind of the brave season. It's just like, you know, like just there's a runner on second. Just just like give them a chance to give a sacrifice fly. And then like the guy doesn't move off second the entire inning. Yeah. And I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it's been really brutal or, you know, like and the you know, you get you get the, the pitcher gets the ground ball and it, like it gets through or, you know, just, it bounces off a glove. It's like it's just like a, a half inch more and like it's in a glove and gets turned for like a double play or, you know, like an easy inning. And just, that's that's what the season's all been. It's like a game of like, you know, being, you know, it's like if like, I think I think you could, in terms of like total distance of like the ball where the ball where you wanted the ball to be versus where the ball ended up. 
like a total of two feet has been like four wins for the Braves. Yeah, I mean, all the stuff that you just said uh, all applies. And it was that was a frustrating game. It was not, uh, you know, all time frustrating, but it was certainly uh, there's been a few of those this season. Uh, all right, we'll go to a break now and we'll get into Thursday, which was probably the high the high mark of the week, considering they actually won a, a pretty fun game. But before we get to that, a word from our sponsors on the podcast. We'll be right back. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Eric, let's discuss Thursday. The high water mark, and even then, it was not easy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, the Braves hadn't lost five in a row, and they still haven't, to be fair, since 2017. Um, and in that stretch, I tweeted this, but it's worth saying, when they lost their fifth game in a row in 2017, the starting lineup featured Lane Adams, Rhea Ruiz, and Micah Johnson. So uh, yes. that was a new era. Uh, sorry, an old Sounds era. Sounds like a good era. Sounds uh, like a Gwinnett recap. Right. It was an old era of, of baseball. Uh, pretty interesting stuff there. If you want to go through the rosters, I got sort of in a rabbit hole in that September 2017 range. But uh, it was ugly. Anyway, the Braves had to, had to come back. They were down 3 nothing after four and a half innings. Um, and it probably should have been worse. Anderson left seven guys on base in the first in the first five innings. and was, <sighs> that's, that's really tough. That's, yeah. That's I mean, yeah. he walked. He, I mean, he wasn't. He was not sharp. Um by his standards by any means, but he managed to battle for them to his credit and keep them in the game. Um, Acuna hit, hit his sort of daily two-run homer in the fifth to bring some life. Then they get a single, a fielder's choice, and then Pablo Sandoval, once again, does his thing. Uh, and, uh... A three-run homer in the sixth. Uh, that was his third home run in ten plate appearances. At that point, he was slugging 1,500 for the season. <laughs> uh, so Hooray, small samples. Hooray. Yeah, shouts to shouts to Pablo who has been a godsend. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's gonna, it's going to continue, but it's been crazy. Uh, from there, <laughs> you don't know if this is going to continue. Listen, I, I, put nothing, I put nothing past Pablo Sandoval. He and Ronnie could battle for the MVP award this year. I, I won't have any questions about anything. Um, please send him your questions. Yeah, please bring questions. Well, but uh, you know, they they, hit, they they managed to hang on. Nate Jones gives one back, uh, but then Minter implodes. Yeah, he was awful. He was like truly, truly terrible in that in that half inning. Uh, and suddenly the Braves are down six five after seemingly being a great spot. Um, then they have to come back, but they did. Uh, credit to Enrique Arte, who's now injured, but he singled to, he singled lead, lead things off. Ronnie singles. Freeman draws an incredible walk, a ten pitch walk. I think he had yep. four foul. I think he had four foul balls, maybe five. Yeah. He was. Uh, uh, I, I think it might have been five. Honestly, he was I really battling. In that and that plate appearances, uh, and he, he walks to load the bases. Um, 
Darnok strikes out, which was not ideal. But then Ozzy just stands there and takes a walk. So shouts to Ozzy, who always swings and did not in that spot, t- takes a walk. And then Dansby walks it off at the end. So, I mean, definitely highs and lows. And, you know, when you're trying to avoid a five-game five game losing streak, getting a win however you get it uh, is good enough. But uh, that was a high, that was sort of a heart... Uh, heart uh, I'm, I'm not sure what... what what to say, like blood, a blood pressure game? I'm not even sure how to describe it. It was one that you do not feel great about afterwards, but you won. Yeah, you know, your your blood pressure's high. It's it's, it's like wa- listen, watching a Luke Jackson relief appearance, right? Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of times, you know, it ends up being a zero in the top half of that inning, but you don't feel like that's what happened because, you know, it was 29 pitches and there's a lot of base runners and, you know, or, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, the Will Smith, uh, you know, save opportunity which results in that was an all that was an all-time run friday uh we'll we'll get there but (laughs) yeah will smith made like actual major league history uh on friday so that was another uh, good example of the uh blood pressure game so yes yeah it felt it felt like matzik had a couple games like that last year too where like you know he like walks the bases loaded or like walks the first two guys and throws a wild pitch and then just like strikes out three guys but yeah it was a again it, it it did not feel like the Braves were going to win that game, you know what I mean? Like when even when like they're like like once Darno struck out, it felt like oh, a yeah. double play, uh, like some heartbreaking double play was going to happen. Agreed. But instead, you know, like uh, Ozzy was a really good at bat from Ozzy. Uh, Dan, Dansby put a, a good swing on a ball. I mean, he wasn't like you know like a walk off homer or anything, but you know, he, like he laced that single, and those are the things that you like to see. So again, I. I am cautiously optimistic that this team could turn things around pretty quickly, but you know they need to start doing it pretty soon because you know, like you said at the beginning of the show, you can't just kind of keep this getting random dumb dumb losses, and you know at some point the pitching is going to have to like you're going to have to put together some good some good starts because these guys can't keep you know like just putting up a bunch of runs and then hoping for the best. Yeah, uh, right, we'll, we'll wrap that game up now. I will say this, just as a tribute, uh, we could do a half hour Ronald Acuna, but I'm going to do one more segment oh, here I, quickly. I, I was told I was told we were. Uh, we we could. Uh, as of Friday morning, and the numbers are still ridiculous right now, but they were at their most ridiculous on Friday morning. Um, Acuna had 1.5 Fangraphs war as of Friday morning. No one else in the majors had more than 1.1. And to have a, a .4 war lead in mid-April over the field is absolutely ridiculous. He was slugging 1,000 through 13 games with a 280 WRC plus and seven home runs and three steals. Like his numbers are still, are still crazy. Now another example here before I let you chime in on your son, um, Ronnie today went two for four with a walk and his WRC plus dropped. Yeah, it's wild. I mean like, and he, (laughs) It's hard to, it's hard to kind of really encompass. I, I I tweeted this last night. It's like in his last like this and again this was before today. In his last fifty plate appearances, he had reached base twenty six times. That's, and that's like bonzi. That got, and, that, <laughs> and that and, and well, that's just it, right? It got better today. Yeah, three three out of five today. So, yeah, what are you gonna do? I'm just saying he's he's been out of his mind. I mean, obviously, a lot of people picked, picked him to win the MVP award, so this is not like out of <laughs> out of uh, out of left field here. And he's gonna <laughs> no cool. He, he's gonna cool off, but uh, it's just been a a display like you rarely see for this long. Like it's been you know we're at two weeks now of the guy being essentially perfect. Like he's been out of his mind. 
So yeah, even as even as outs are loud, like it's just like you. Oh well, if he got that one into the wind, it was still like 105 off the bat. I mean, what do you say about the guy? And he's not striking out. That's a big part of what's been a part of it too. He's just not doing that very much. He got that into the wind, by the way. What made me laugh? Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to Friday. <laughs> uh, Friday was the last time they won a game, as we're talking. But even then, there was some drama. Uh, Drew Smiley was scratched at about 10:15 in the morning with forearm inflammation. And Snicker said that they're hoping that he's only going to miss one start. And they, and also he said that he could have potentially pitched if it was like a playoff situation or something like that. But um, to be wise, they did not pitch him. And they called Kyle Wright up, which a lot of fans got frustrated about. But it was because it was expressly because, and they said this, that Wright was uh, due to throw that day in Gwinnett. So it was his normal pitch day. And they knew they had to use, by the way, they knew they had to use Wilson on Sunday. So I saw like, why is it Kyle Wright? It's like, well, because Bryce Wilson's pitching Sunday and he's too not to pitch on Sunday. Um, and Wright was not great. He had four hit by pitches, which is just like yeah. Let, let, let's be let's be clear. This is a, this is a very lucky sort of start. Like I mean, like four that, to it third, like four to third innings, only two runs. Okay, uh, but uh, three hits is fine as well. Two walks is not so bad. And but then you throw into four. He hit four batters, four hit by pitches. So like, nine. No idea where anything was going. Yeah, I mean nine nine base runners in four and a third is like a good way to get to get beat and he just kind of wiggled around it so i mean credits are right for not getting blown up but it was not like he was sharp he was not sharp uh the bullpen did pretty well except for tomlin wasn't fantastic and will smith at the end which we'll come back to but they did their job to get them in a good spot uh i'm not sure what happens with right moving forward like i mean i don't have a takeaway other than like you know he didn't look great it's kind of and all the stuff in spring training about how they were pretty open about Wilson being ahead of Wright uh, at this point in time. I'm sure that's still the case right now. Obviously, Wilson's TBD for Sunday. He's going to pitch on Sunday. We know that. But how he looks will be maybe indicative. But right now, like, you know, no one seems to be in love with where Kyle Wright is. And it, it kind of showed, I thought. Yeah, and again, he's another example. I mean, his, his issues have gone beyond just this, this year. But, like, it's kind of wild to me that the whole rotation just forgot how to command the ball. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels like every, like, like that he's like, these are just pitches that are not going where these guys are intending to. And I don't know if that's indicative of anything. You know what I mean? Like, I, did, I truly don't. Um, because, I mean, look, Wright's been like a, a guy that's been a frustrating pitcher for me for a long time because I, like, the first time through, it feels like he's at least trying to trust his stuff and, you know, let the quality of the the pitches that he throws kind of, show themselves but like once he gets to the second time through a, a lineup i'm just like whatever you're doing please stop because you start walking guys and i can't remember exactly where like what when the hit by pitches were falling but it was pretty rough and all of a sudden he like just didn't know where anything was going fortunately the batters didn't either so it kind of resulted <laughs> in um you know some really kind of weirdly awkward looking at bats where it's just kind of like the the other the guys in the, the batter's boxes were just kind of hoping that like right didn't brain them um and it you know kind of resulted in you know maybe less damage being done but i almost used the word effectiveness yeah i almost used i almost used the word mild effectiveness but it wasn't effective i mean i don't know they they got through it <laughs> it, it, it was effective enough they got I through guess, it but, uh put the fear of god in them shouts to the effectively wild podcast because this is uh where you would say that was that was oh yeah 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 um I love, anyway love uh 
they win this game. They get three. They get three runs in the fourth. Break it open. That was the biggest moment in the game. Um, they could have gotten more in the seventh. They ended up scoring one more. That was helpful to set the stage for Will Smith, who I teased earlier. But Will Smith somehow gets a save despite three walks. And Elias Sports. This is courtesy of Jason Stark, who reported it from from Elias Sports. Um, the first ever one inning save with three walks and three strikeouts without allowing a run. I'm not sure what that even means, but like basically, basically he faced six batters. He walked three of them. He struck three of them out and no one scored. And that was the first time that's ever happened in a safe situation. In a safe situation. It was uh, interesting. Uh, Will Smith's numbers do not look terrible overall. His ERA is under four, but uh, that was not, that was not very good. And people of course sound the alarm and I, with good reason, he, he looked, he did not look good in that particular outing, but it worked. Yeah, and he looks better than Mitzer. <laughs> well, and for a guy who had trouble giving up the long ball last year, when all of a sudden you're up by three runs, but the bases are loaded. Oh yeah, no, no one was happy with. I mean, no one, if you're being honest, was was comfortable in that moment. He did not look like he was going to get out of the inning with unsc- I mean, maybe not out of the inning, but with no runs was kind of surprising. Like I was, I was ready for this to be a five four game by the end, and it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I very easily and again, the, it's and it's not just I don't want to just pick on Will Smith. I mean, like Luke Jackson had a couple of relief appearances this week where I'm like, just can we not do this today? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, there was there's a bunch of them. Honestly, everyone but Matzik has been not great yeah. in the bullpen at times. But and it's so it's so early like Smith's profile is essentially the exact opposite of what it was last year. Last year it was all the home runs as you said. And this year, it's just walks and hit with no home runs. So, like, I have no idea what to make of it. He's striking out a ton, um, 15 point, 15.4 per nine. Like, his peripherals look really good. It's just, I don't know what to make of the lack of control. So, it's small sample size, but the, we were all hoping Will Smith was going to come out of the gate and just look dominant, and that hasn't happened, which is unfortunate. No, and I I, that, I guess that's my kind of my biggest takeaway, and it kind of gets to, you know, like, things that were happening in this, well, today's game was weird because... <laughs> Because uh, just you mean you know a kind of you know turned back into a pumpkin. Jesse yeah, least, Biddle. Yeah, and then Jesse Biddle came back and reminded us why well, he was not that he was Jesse Biddle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, he was he wasn't he wasn't so good. Um, and you know, but it just I I wish I it, it's such a like a a problem like like the entire roster of pitchers just like lost the ability to command and. I mean, I'm not sure if Matzik was like ever like a big command guy so much as he just like you know gas things by people. But you know, at the same time, like it just I, I wish I kind of it feels like that there's something there, and I wish I could you know. And again, I'm not sure how much of that's game planning or how much of that is just you know like these guys aren't getting the aren't making the adjustments in the right way to you know just be able to command their pitches because I mean again it's just it's it, you just never know. I mean, like, you know, for A.J. Minter, you like, one at bat, he'll, you know, it looks like that cutter's unhittable, and he's, you know, gassing fastballs, you know, by on a corner, and then the next at bat, like, you know, he's about to, like, you know, like, take out a guy in an on-deck circle, circle. So I just don't know kind of what to make of any of it right now. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't, a, whole, wasn't a whole lot of fun to watch the bullpen in the last couple of weeks, but no, they've, uh, 
I keep saying this, but overall, no no one likes this, including me. But I just it's my job to report the facts, Eric. No one likes this. Yeah. But before today, I, I, the Braves were like top six in bullpen ERA for the season. Like they're not. That's, that's, uh, that's so weird. Like, I know. It, it I agree. Feel like it. It, it does not. I I totally agree with you. No one no one feels good, including me, as I say that. I'm just telling you the results have not been as bad as everyone, as everyone thinks they've been. Uh, today was not good, obviously, and that will make, that will obviously hurt <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're gonna it's gonna be a few sticks down. It's gonna uh, hurt. I do want to say though, uh, and I, I know we're about where we were just about to move on to the game today, but Ender had like surpassed all of my expectations for him in the lineup. And again, I know he wasn't gonna be there long, and I know he's not good. He looks uh, fine, and, honestly. You know, he, uh, credits yeah, out. Yeah, he looks fine. I mean, and, yep. And you know, look. You know, bunt fouling out in a spot where you absolutely needed him to move a runner over <sighs> or at least do something of note, like which it, the, the th- some of the things he does drives me crazy. And you know, at the end of the day, I just have to hope that the grounders that he hits to second get through. But he had been hitting the ball harder and he had been playing better. He had been, and like when he pulled up on that r- running into third, like. You knew right away. Well, he, it was like, I mean, it was he was like calling yeah. for the trainer immediately, like, I'm coming out, essentially. He pulled himself, like, yeah. pretty much immediately. That, 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 that was like a, uh, he when he hurt his hamstring the last time. He had, and he had been hitting pretty well the right before he hurt his hamstring the first time. Like he'd been like he'd been getting on base and doing well, and then he, like, crossed the home plate, and that was it. Like, he, like he, you knew he was, he, he was hurt, hurt. Um, and it, it's, it's a shame. It, it really is. Like, a guy that, like, Look, I've I have made fun of Ender a lot. I have, and but we also loved when we, he signed that contract extension, and he was a very very useful player and a valuable player for a while for the Braves. And like the guy's finally like seems to be playing his way into like you know like <laughs> into into being reasonable in the lineup, and it's not a guy that you're necessarily worried about from a production standpoint. And like they see him get hurt again, and then you start thinking about you know where he's going to kind of like a severe hamstring injury for him, like that might just end his time in Atlanta. And that's a shame. Yeah, you're hoping it's not, but it's certainly, you know, he, he went on the IL pretty much immediately, and he did not look like he was very happy when that happened. So uh, we're thinking, uh, we're obviously hoping that he, that's not serious. But yeah, to that, to that point, I agree. The other injury that happened on Friday was Ozzy Albies, who was removed after being hit by a pitch. He did not go on the IL. He's the only guy that's gotten hurt this week that did not go on the IL. So fingers crossed, he did not play on Saturday. Um, but he... They're hoping anyway. He's just sore, basically. So that's one to sort. Yeah, they said it hit. They said it hit him in the calf. I mean, like when I when I saw that replay, I was like, "That's off his knee." And that. Yeah, I mean, it was also off his back back foot, which is not. I mean, his back leg, which is not normal. I don't know. Um, yeah. Adrianza ended up going to th- actually started at third base on Friday, moved to second base. They put Sandoval at third, and then they brought in Heredia for Ender at the end of the game on Friday, and then today. On Saturday, they started Adrianza yes. at second, um, and then Heredia in center field. But we'll, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to defer to you. There was a, uh, I'm so happy. About I'm not this. sure. I'm not sure if it was history making, but it was close. Uh, so I, you know, it's it's it has to do with a, with a career minor leaguer basically for the Braves. So I have to just uh, I'm gonna get out of the way. Go ahead. So the legend of Sean Kazmar has been that he had not. I, I I'm trying to remember. I I think I, they posted it on the MLB. On MLB site, the kind of how 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 long he's played, he between uh, major league appearances, but it's like well over like four thousand games he hadn't played. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think Elias was like was it twelve years, twelve plus years. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Um, and you know, to play in the minor leagues for that long is already a kind of a tough sell, right? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's not making you're not even at AAA, you're not making a ton of money. And you know, he could he's a guy who's been beloved by everybody. He could have taken a coaching job. He would have gotten a coaching job with the Braves uh, in some capacity. They're really good about the, the those guys who seem to like really get it and just be in love with the game. If they want to be in a coaching position, they'll get an opportunity with the Braves. But he kept, he's kept playing and he's like been a perennial like he'll hit for some power. He plays he'll play around the infield. He'll play whatever you need him to. Um, and he's 36 years old. And he raked this spring. He raked. Like I got tweets saying, you know, is he a real prospect? At 36 years old, people are asking me this question. And I'm like, no, he's not a real prospect. Everyone loves Kaz. Um, you know, and when I, I didn't believe it. I thought it was a parody Jeff Passan account when I first saw it. Uh, the, he had the, the, he had the whole talk. thread going. He was excited. Oh, well, everyone's thrilled about it, right? Yeah. Like, like if we, you know, Kaz has been in the <laughs> the Braves organization for the better part of a decade, and he's never had a chance to to get called up to the majors. You know, he's you know, <laughs> Dansby and Ozzy were you know blasting up through. So the, even in those those years where you kind of thought you could sneak him in. He, there just wasn't really a spot for him, and you know, even on those bad teams, he didn't make it make it to the major leagues. And when he got called up, I, I was like, "Bat him fifth. We we're running. We've been running worse out there at times lately." So, um, and I was just thrilled for him. I I, I know it sounds like a it's kind of a wild uh, kind of a a wild thing. I, I shouldn't be excited because it felt like that meant that there was going to be a lot of injured lists. I, I felt it was like almost a certainty that Ozzy was going to be on the injured list. Truthfully, when I when I heard the news, well, uh, that didn't happen. My, my counterpoint would be that. It felt like when they when it when it was Casmore, and obviously I'm not an expert like you are, but I know the story. Um, it felt like when they did that, it was not going to be an IL stint for for Ozzy, just because you just thought he was on the taxi squad. And that well, was yeah, I mean it made sense. Casmore's yeah. on the taxi squad. He's not a guy. I don't think that they were going to bring up for two weeks. Like it felt like a one game thing. Well, I, I guess it, I didn't it, because I mean my my first thought is that since uh, they, he had been called up, that meant that like the injury to uh, it's not that Kazmar was going to be up for two weeks, is that Ozzy was going to be down? Yeah, I guess that's fair. I, I guess my assumption was just basically like they'll give Ozzy the day and then see what happens, and if they have to put him on the IL tomorrow, then they'll do something else. But I'm, maybe I'm wrong. And obviously, he got in the game. That was that was cool. He, he didn't do a double play, which sucks. I, I, I wish he had done <laughs> Yeah, that's less, that's less good. But. but he got in the game. Listen, the guy hadn't, hadn't played in the majors since I was in college, which is insane. And for a guy like him, you know, once you get called, once you get called up and you play in the major leagues, you get a nice little pay bump. Um, and those are, like, we, we talk about, like, you know, like these major league contracts and, you know, like prospects, you know, you know, whether or not they're going to be in the league and hit an arbitration. But like for a lot of these guys who are making nothing basically in the minor leagues to get called up to the major leagues. And all of a, you know, all of a sudden like you get that a pay boost that is a meaningful increase in a guy's quality of life. Um, obviously snipper snicker was super excited. I'm, I'm frankly shocked that, you know, <laughs> we, <laughs> that, that someone had probably convinced it to not like play him, like start him in the lineup. Uh, obviously that's, you know, there's good reasons not to do that. You have guys on your roster that, we're, we're, we're on the roster for Kazmar for a reason, but, you know, at the same time, like, just looked a lot around the league. It wasn't just, you know, like, career Braves minor league guys who were excited about Kaz. I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, former play, uh, like, former teammates of his on, on different teams. Everyone was thrilled. Everyone. And uh, it was, it's a great story. Uh, obviously, it sucks that Ozzy's hurt. Um, and it sucks that that's kind of the circumstances that were required to kind of get him in there. But at the same time, for like a Gwinnett Brave slash Stripers legend, legend like him, you know, he's gonna kind of they're they're gonna retire his number at Gwinnett, and like it's 
it was cool to like at least give him at least one more chance. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, 12 years, 206 days, the longest gap between appearances since 1976, which is just, uh, you know, speaks for itself. A very cool moment. Wish the Abad had gotten better. Yeah, we all do. But, you know, he got in the game. That was, uh, it was cool. Uh, elsewhere, we got a couple questions about this actually after I announced the podcast is going to be coming tonight. Um, people wanted to know what we thought about the roster moves today. Um, and they were as follows, uh, Sean Newcomb to the IL and I'm going to editorialize in a second, but this is, this is what Brian Sicker said about Sean Newcomb. And I quote, we had to put him on the IL. He's on the IL until he's not. That's all I can tell you. End quote. Um, so ah. I, I will say this, <laughs> that feels like a COVID related absence. <laughs> that is absolutely COVID related. Uh, they, they cannot say that, but it feels like no. that's what that is. Um, unless he says that they can, but, uh, so <laughs> see any other situation, they would be able to disclose the medical, the medical information. Correct. It means that that means that Newcomb did not give them permission to disclose it. Yeah. And, well, and also in the, in, the, in the tweet, when they announced the roster moves, every other issue was named. It was like, so-and-so to IL with blank. So-and-so called up, um, Sean Newcomb to IL. End of sentence. It's like, all right, well. Um, so anyway, that's that's what happened there. We don't, but we don't, we don't know if there was a positive test or it was just a no. We don't, thing. we don't know anything. Or but... we have no idea as to what that. What I mean, that could be a number of things. He could have just like you know, it could be left, tracing. It could be anything. Yeah, it could I mean, be protocols. Yeah, it could no, be none of that. Uh, we don't know anything, but that seems to be what that procedural move was. Um, so him not being hurt is a good thing, I guess. Um, and but you throw in uh, as Jesse Biddle. So Jesse Biddle was not in the organization. Two weeks ago? Two and a half weeks ago? No, he was not. Got, got signed on my early deal. Um, I'm not sure why he was the first guy up today um, for Newcomb. Maybe he was uh, same, maybe it was maybe it was like it was like Casmore, he was just on the Texas squad and he was close by. Um they are on the road, which <laughs> they, 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 they were also getting beat pretty bad by the time that Bettle was Well, came yeah, in, so. and I mean honestly, his outing took the game from probably over to definitely over. But it wasn't as if that was a bad time to use him. Like you're already way down. Um, you need to just you need, you need to eat innings because they needed just they had to eat innings today basically. And you throw him out there. Uh, he was terrible. But you know what are you gonna do? Um, elsewhere, it was they they confirmed that Bryce Wilson was gonna pitch on Sunday, and then it was Kazmar coming up for Ender going on the IL. They end up starting Adrian at second and Heredia in center field. So they, no, they have not moved Ronnie to center yet. Yet I will say, but. Um, they don't have Adam Duvall to push him there, so maybe, maybe that's why. <laughs> uh, but it looks, it looks like, at least from my standpoint, that it's going to be Heredia in center for a little bit here, which we'll see. Um, but that's kind of it. I mean, I had no other like takes. I mean, obviously, I, I hope that it's not going to be Biddle for the next two weeks on the roster. It would not surprise me if Biddle was not on the team anymore on Tuesday, based on what we saw today. Uh, w- wouldn't surprise me. Um or they really sent back to minor league camp and they kind of make like some yeah not yeah, like, they like they some more, more permanent posturers yeah yeah it just doesn't seem like that was going to be maybe I'm wrong maybe they just think, you know, he's, he's a veteran he's been around maybe that, that, that's what it is but uh, I also hope that they use him um, very sparingly or in, in very low leverage situations based on what we saw so obviously the roster is so banged up so as the last thing here before we get to the game and whatever else um, the roster situation right now you're down Pache. You're down Ender. Yep. You're mm-hmm. down uh, Newcomb now, uh, Freed, and um, Smiley. So that's a lot. Um, and then you might be you might be without Ozzy. Right. You have Ozzy uh, lingering, who is injured right now. He's at least banged up enough to not play today. 
Um, and then you have, I mean, you do have sort of ready-made guys to step in for the pitchers. Like you had Kyle Wright to throw yesterday. You have Bryce Wilson to pitch on Sunday. But like your center fielder right now being Heredia is not what anybody wanted coming into the season. Nope. And, and one of your starting pitching reinforcements, Mike Soroka. Oh yeah, delayed. and Soroka is now delayed, which we talked about last week on the podcast. But yep. like that's worth re- re- emphasizing that even if he is back to normal about the shoulder he has to ramp up more. Like he's not, he didn't have a chance yep. to ramp all the way up. So it's going to be a while for Soroka. So, you know, we're not in like our pets are, our pets heads are falling off territory just yet on the roster, but it's, it's not good right now. Um, they have some weaknesses. Uh, you know, Heredia is a perfectly fine, like fifth outfielder and he's now starting every day, probably for a while. Maybe you'll see Abraham Almonte when they come home, um, come, come up at some point. People were asking about Drew Waters. So I guess that's the question I have to ask you now, Eric, is it Drew Waters' time? My answer is probably no, but I'll ask you because you're the prospect guy. Uh, I mean, the biggest problem is the 40-man considerations, right? Like, yep. you know, then you have to start making 40-man moves. And that's not, that's not a knock on Drew at all. Uh, everything I've heard from what he's been doing at the alternate side is that he's been hitting the crap out of the ball. So, like, it's not like, you know, that's probably not good. Me saying that out loud probably is not going to, you know, make that speculation happen less. But, you know, there's there's guys that you could feasibly plug in, you know, like even if you don't want to do, you know, you know, bring up Drew Waters, you know, you have like the, the Trey Harris types and guys like that who I think are going to be uh, better at the plate than uh, Heredia. But, you know, it's it's the the problem is the 40-man stuff. I mean, what, what would you do? Like, uh, practically speaking, Eric is now the GM as of tomorrow and you can't go outside the organization. What what do you do when they come back from Chicago um, roster-wise, center field-wise? Do you just roll with Heredia if it's you just for the ease of it okay. because they can? Okay. Okay, well, I, I need to ask this question first. I'm going to be GM. You are going to be team physician. Oh, God. Okay. How hurt is Christian Pache? I have no idea. Uh, but, but, but I guess my point is... is that yeah, that's, that, thing, you're right, though. That, that, that's, that's a good question. If he's, back, if he's back in two weeks, then you need to just go with Heredia, I'm, I think. Right. Um, now, it, if it's a, now, if it's a longer-term thing, like in, any, and with groins, it can be anywhere from not a big deal... And it might it might just be like this. They're going to take this opportunity to kind of like talk to him and get get him some work in, maybe reset his head a little bit. Um, it, it could be something as simple as simple as that, right? Like it, maybe it's, I'm sure it's a real injury, but you know, it's you know maybe it's just going to be a true ten day IL stint. Or uh, yeah, I agree. It's a or or the, it's or, a big or yes, yeah. Or and it's a big or if he's out for a long time. I don't think as con- constituted that this team is going to be good enough um if he's gonna be out for a long time and i would bring up waters okay because that that's the thing like that's kind of what i said I'm, I'm not an expert on prospect guys but somebody asked me uh, i think it might have been even in a dm and my answer was basically exactly what you just said like how long is pache out and if pache's out for a while that's the only way you can that you can consider waters basically is what I kind of said like yeah he he is a, he is the long term he is a long term fix it wouldn't be an ideal situation because you know you don't necessarily want to call him up before you're like get, like ready to give him a job but in this situation where if like Pache's out for a while and now and I mean I don't think Ender's coming back anytime soon I like I think that he's hurt well I'm and hurt. also like if we're being honest they're trying to win this year and yeah they're not like in, they're not buried right now but they they can't afford to get way behind here like there's a little bit of pressure yeah, and, at the and, moment. yeah and heredia is not going to do it whereas there's a chance i'm not even saying it's a great chance there's a chance that waters is a real plus offensive and is, is, i think he'll be i think i think he'll be a good defensive player like regardless but in terms of like offensively like 
there's a chance he does something. Whereas Heredia, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, not, not Philip like Phil, Philip Irvin's another option too, but yep. I'm again, it's if it's my choice, if it's short term, just go with Heredia. That just seems like the choice they've made for that spot. But if it's long term, I'm gonna go for some upside, and I want, and I'd be have, I'd have Drew Waters in there. Okay, and that, 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 that actually, I, I trust you on all that stuff. Is where does El Monte rank? Is he behind Heredia? Is he ahead of Heredia? Is he ahead of Irvin? Like they have him, they brought him in. He's and he's been a major leaguer like fairly recently, and is fine and not great. But is he a factor at all, or is he just a guy that stays in? in Gwinnett, he, he he's a guy, and like I think that you know when it comes down to those considerations. You know, it's like how is that guy playing right now at the alternate site, or you know what I mean? Like, I also, it, have, well, I also have one more scenario for you that I just remembered. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm ready. I'm one ready. more scenario. Uh, we'll call it scenario D. Uh, Ronnie to center and Riley to right, and with with Pablo at third, and bring up and bring 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 up Kipnis maybe, something like that. I'm not saying that's great either, I, but like, is that better? Like right now today, would you rather have Riley? Playing right field Austin every day. Right. <laughs> I was about to say Austin and right. I mean, he can't play. I mean, he's not. He's not playing left with. I mean, he's better than Ozuna on defense. Like you got to have somebody. Yeah, he has an arm too. I mean, like it's an, it's an interesting notion. I just don't know if necessarily or Camargo and like, right. However you want to do this, like there's well, no there's no good options out there. Speaking of guys who've looked awful, but it's um, it's mostly just like the option really is running to center and then figure it out right because obviously you can't play Riley in center. Like that's not happening. So Riley. Can, That'd be so funny. But, you know, I understand the question, and I saw it a few times on Twitter, like, and some of it's probably in response to Sandoval hitting the way he has so far, which we know is not sustainable. But are you better off with Sandoval slash Kipnis, or even Adrianza, if you want to go, go there? Or, uh, by the way, I've seen a lot of questions about Arcia. People are, like, very mad. There's, some like, there's like, ten people on Twitter that are very mad about Arcia not playing on the, on the Braves so far. Like, where is he? They traded these guys for him. Where is he? And it's like... He's I in, think it's a, because it's a name that they recognize I, I, and they don't recognize and they don't recognize that he hasn't been good. Well, it's also that they like, traded guys for him that they also recognize. Like so, they, they, so they feel like that. Oh, they, they they felt like the trade was to fix something and yes. to fill a role and not just a value thing. That and happens, by the way, you know, for, for, I, I think our, I think Arcia is probably better than Adrianza. If we're being honest, Adrianza has been good this year so far. Hey, He's done some yeah, nice I things. will not have I, I will not have Adrianza slander. Well, I'm not, this, this is not this is not slander. I'm just saying Adrianza is in his 30s. This is not, this is not some like young unproven guy. This is a guy who's not been particularly good. He might be good now. I don't know. I'm not saying it's impossible. But if you look at the track records, I think that's there's an argument that would tell you that Arcia is better than Adrianza. So. But regardless, I just want to say that out loud. Like people were asking, you know, what about Ryan to center? Because that's one of the advantages of having Ronald Acuna. He can play center field. It's that's a huge thing. One of the many. But <laughs> but they don't have anybody to put. And this is the. I mean, all joking aside, if they had Adam Duvall, this would be easy. They just put Ronnie in center and Adam Duvall right and roll. But they don't have they don't have Adam Duvall or anything like that. <laughs> they do not have they do not have a corner outfielder that you trust to just man the position. It's Riley. I mean, honestly, that, that all joking aside, it would have to be Riley. That, it's. Yeah, if that 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 move would I would not hate that, especially since I mean Pablo has been hitting pretty well. Um, I don't know when was the last time I even saw Pablo at like, at third, like getting any. I mean, he he, he played there yesterday for like what two innings. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying sure. like I'm not saying that he's going to be good because he won't be, but they they did put him in the field. They they kind of had to, but they did put him out there. So I don't know. They have Kipnis. Who they, who they Pablo Sandoval pinch runner was probably the funniest that thing I've was, ever seen. I mean, that actually made the national rounds on Twitter. Like, 
Warning, yeah. warning. Pablo Sandoval's running right now, pinch running. Um, but I'm just I'll, those are all the options. None of them are very good. Uh, obviously, the most exciting one is Drew Waters, but there are plenty of arguments against doing that, especially oh, yeah. if you think that Pache will be back anytime soon, which we're hoping he will be. So that's all of them. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> uh, do we even want to talk about the rest, of the rest of today's game? Let's just not. They got killed. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, that that, that, that mean running on base three more times. He did. That was like, good. Uh, okay, I got my one question to wrap up today's game will not be about Biddle or Jacob Webb. It'll be about Enoa. So Enoa was awesome the first two starts, like capital A awesome, and then he was really bad today. I have I have no idea what to make of that. Um, you've seen him pitch a lot more than I have. Do you did, did you have any thoughts about where he now stands up? Obviously, no one should have thought he was as good as he was in the first two starts, but. Are you, is he a guy I, that you could pitch I, next week? Like, uh, yeah, you can pitch him next week, but I, I think that uh, my skepticism about, you know, is that I've all, I have long thought that he's a reliever. Um, and it's not that surprising to me that he has starts that he looks really good and starts that he looks really bad. Uh, and the times that I've seen him where he hasn't looked good is that, you know, the, is when he's looked bad is like the command isn't there. And in particular, he's unable like he, look, he has a really live fastball. And when that slider's on it, it's really good. But if you can't command the inner half of the plate with those offerings, and you're just throwing sliders and fastballs where against major league hitters that are really strong and is right where they can get full extension on it, that's probably not ideal. Uh, and in today's game, he couldn't get, get, get the ball in, and he got teed off on. When you can't, like, when you can't, when the when the opposing team can just basically write off a pitch happening on like one half of the plate period. And then all of a sudden those like sliders that run out of the zone become, you know, you can, you can lay off those. You can just wait on your pitch and where you can really tee off on it. If you, you have to be kind of change eye levels and, you know, not just change eye levels up and down, but also, you know, can, are you going to jam guys? Are you going to get them looking bad, you know, getting bad swings on pitches in, you know, things like that. And he just didn't do that today. And so when you only have in, in reality, he, that's what he has is two pitches. So, you know, he doesn't have a, a changeup that, you know, can keep le- lefties honest or, you know, something like that. So, I, again, I'm not that surprised that he'd have games where he struggles. Uh, I don't think I would have pegged him for just, like, getting completely destroyed by a Cubs team that I don't think is any good. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but you mean, like, me, Chris, I mean, look, Chris Bryant is a good baseball player, you know. So, I mean, like, it's, I guess it's not that crazy of an ocean that, you know, things could get squirrely pretty, ha- pretty quickly. But, you know, that, that was where it comes down to is, like, he has starts where he looks good. And he starts where it looks really bad. I, I still think that he's more kind of a, a long relief type. Uh, and, I mean, that's just kind of the bet I've made with him. But I, you can start him next week. He, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's one bad start. And that happens to everybody. Yeah, that, uh, that tracks. And we'll see what he looks like next time out. So, um, you know, somewhere in the middle between the first two and this one is the safest bet. But we will see. Um, one piece of news that was kind of weirdly distributed before we get out of here, um, John Shambi, former Braves, bro- former Braves broadcaster, uh, ended Love up Bruce. kind of breaking some news about the Braves on the Cubs broadcast by saying that Tyler Flowers rejoined the Braves in some capacity in the front office of sorts. And then after that, yeah. Dave, Dave O'Brien reported on Friday night, I believe it was, that while Flowers is not retired yet as a player, that's crucial, he is, quote, helping out with the analytics aspects of game planning, end quote, for the Braves. Um, he isn't working out with the team, but he's staying close and he's staying ready. I have no thoughts here. Like Flowers was never retired, but he just kind of like he's not playing. Uh, a, do you care? And B, 
did you laugh about the way this was disseminated the way that I did? Because no one knew this happened until John Shambi said so. <laughs> like, it just wasn't announced or reported anywhere. Yeah, see, I, I wonder how, how official a lot of this is, <laughs> to, to be honest with you. Oh, it's not it's not official. Like, he's not he's on payroll, I don't think. Yeah, see, you see what I'm saying? Like, it, so, it, like, it, yes, it was certainly weird. Um, and, you know, if they're helping out with game planning and all that stuff, uh, I would hope that that was a relatively recent decision and that these the current pitching situation has not been a result of that game those game planning decisions and help but overall being yeah i mean he's look he's a really good framer for there's a young catcher on the roster in alex jackson and he can help you know tda kind of help you know like manage the, the manage the pitching staff and like that's stuff that tyler is really is really genuinely good at so you know he's a, he's a he's a smart guy he was a capable guy who helped you know, manage that pitching staff. So sure, having him around the team is a good thing. But, you know, it, in terms of like how much of a role he's going to have and how much impact it's going to be, I mean, it's kind of like when people say like, well, Chipper's going to be helping out the Braves, so they're really going to hit really well, right? Like at the end of the day, like maybe a marginal at best impact one way or the other because at the end of the day, they're not like, they're not the coaches, they're not the players, you know, like and a lot of players are kind of set in their ways and you don't really know how that information is being communicated and even used by the team. So it, I think it's a positive because you're just having smart people around. But I mean, Brian McCann's supposed to still be around right now, too. And, you know, like how many, you know, former catchers for the Braves do you need around before you realize that maybe you need something else to kind of help some of these problems? So, you know, again, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's good. It's good to have smart people around who played the game a long time to help out where they can. But the, there's a very, very finite and I think, frankly, a small limit to the, the impacts of that. Uh, and again, you just kind of look to the chipper stuff. Everyone thought that they, the Braves have hired Chipper as this like hitting coach that was going to like turn everyone around. And that's not. Well, no, I mean, I think this is this one's weirder because Flowers is not retired. And like it's like, OK, if you want Flowers around, just just sign him to a contract and have him be your backup catcher. Like that's that's kind of that's kind of where my head was. I. I See, I think it's more likely that he is holding out for the possibility of a backup job. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure somewhere he, he, wants, somewhere to he wants to play. I mean, he obviously wants to play or he would be retired. Like, you know what I mean? He, I'm sure he wants to play. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting to me the way that they're doing this. Um, you know, and the fact that it wasn't official, the fact that they didn't say anything about it or even leak it to anybody. I don't know. It's just kind of all weird to me. The, the, the I agree with you, though. The impact of it is not significant. It's just kind of a funny, weird story. From the weekend. Definitely wonky. Um, sure. All right, last thing. Look ahead. Uh, as we record this on Saturday night, the Braves play on Sunday night. Another ESPN primetime game. It is Bryce Wilson against Kyle Hendricks. And Hendricks has been, like, generally awesome. Uh, he has a 3.00 ERA in the last six seasons combined, which is way better than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I wouldn't have, I would not, have, I would have been like three, like, I would have guessed maybe 3.5. I looked, <laughs> I looked it up. 3.00 for six seasons. That's, like, awesome. That's, like, ace level good. So yep. I'm not saying the Braves uh, can't win; they obviously can. But uh, this is not a, this is not an advantage in the pitching matchup. We'll say uh, Bryce is, has high hey, has high hey. highs. I'm just saying. <laughs> listen, we, we've seen Bryce Wilson pitch great on on a big stage. That's definitely happened. But Kyle Hendricks uh, out pitched Clayton Kershaw legitimately in a playoff game. He did. Uh, I would just I would just say this is not the matchup that you would want if you were the Braves. Well, Hendricks is their best pitcher, so not ideal. Uh, but you know, the Braves are still better than the Cubs up and down the roster. So this is a very winnable game. I mean, I still win that series after the way that today went. Um, but we'll see. And then after that, as I said, as I said at the top of the podcast, they have two off days this week. They're off on Monday and on Thursday, they play two games against the Yankees on the road, Tuesday and Wednesday. They're going to miss Garrett Cole, which is always nice because Garrett Cole is 
very good. Um, yes, he is quite good. And they come home over the weekend to face Arizona for three, and that begins a seven-game homestand. So the schedule is not brutal this week. Um, the Yankees are obviously good, and they're also struggling, so that'll be a battle of two teams trying to get right, um, which is a little bit scary, but missing Garrett Cole is a good thing. I don't know, Eric. I mean, they play six games in the next seven days as we're, as we're talking. I mean, you're hoping they go four and two, that's for sure, but uh, just kind of... Uh, there's definitely space here to make a run, I'll say. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't think the the Diamondbacks are any good. I mean, they have a couple of players who like can give you trouble. I mean, like you know, guys like Kettle Marte are guys that can kind of like just kind of take a series from you just by accident because you know they just kind of grind out at bats and just land like end up ruining your day. And you know, the Yankees, you know, if you get the good version, they're going to hit seven home runs off of you and you're going to lose it ten to two. But they're also a team that can like lose in pretty spectacular fashion. So. Uh, I wish the Yankees were in Atlanta this week, that's for sure, because, you know, playing in Yankee Stadium, a lot of weird things can happen, and we've seen that happen when the Braves go to the Yankee Stadiums that, you know, like fly balls that, frankly, you know, shouldn't, you know, clear the fence end up doing, and then that results in some pretty some strange results happening. But, you know, you can't complain about the, the pairings, really. I mean, the Yankees are struggling right now, so if you're going to get them, you want them while they're struggling. And then the Diamondbacks, they're having to come to you, uh, across the country, which, you know, again, in theory should be an advantage, but it's, it's been tough. It, it, again, with I, asking for a little bit of luck to bounce the Braves way, uh, seems like a reasonable ask, but also seems unlikely given how, you know, we have the first two weeks of the season where, you know, if there was an unlucky bounce, the Braves could have gotten, uh, or in one particular case, one of the worst umpiring calls you'll see, uh, <laughs> even after even even after review, yep. uh, and and then you kind of get this week where everyone's getting hurt and you get legitimately beat up in a few games, and you're kind of you know <laughs> it, it it doesn't feel like that the the, the winning the games back to back felt like there was a momentum shift in how well this team was playing because I mean today they just got they just got their brains beat out. Yeah, they did, and obviously, you know, right now as we're talking Saturday night, they're six and nine. Um, you know, if they go out and go two and four this week again, suddenly you're getting a little bit scary. Not not in a terrible way. Like you know, you could start slow. It's happened in the recent past. Like famously, that Nationals team that won the World Series was dreadful for a month and a half, and then they won the World Series. So there's ways to do this, um, but it would be nicer if they started picking it up. Obviously. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That's breaking and, news, I know. Break, breaking news here on the podcast. It'd be good if yeah, there's the, more uh, Yeah, I mean, like, six and nine, I mean, you don't want to be three games under 500, but if... It's fine. At the same, yeah, at the same time, this early in the season, like, we're just talking about such small samples, and I just don't... I, I look at this Braves lineup, and I look at the Braves team, and I'm like, there's no way these guys are this bad. There's just, you know, it's, I just don't see it being the case. Um, Ronald Acuna aside, who I think, I mean, if he, if he wasn't the prohibitive favorite to win the NL MVP before the season, he sure is right now. So, yeah. uh, um, you know, just get everyone healthy, just, and start performing reasonably. You don't, you don't, this lineup isn't like, these guys don't have to be performing at like, you know, like crazy out of out, outside of expectations levels to kind of turn this around. Just like get back to what they can't like what the, what they are you know you don't have to have marcelo zuna like challenging for a triple double or I mean, not triple double triple crown um you don't have to you know kind of have dansby turn into like an all-star caliber or shortstop but like you know like being reasonable would like make a big big difference in both offensively and on the pitching side so you know well it, it, i don't think it's gonna take as much of a turnaround as it can maybe it feels right now but it definitely doesn't feel great 
Well said. All right. Well, that's enough on this podcast. We've gone more than an hour, as we are often want to do. Eric, if you have anything to plug, please feel free to do that. I do not, other than this podcast, which I recommend everyone subscribing to or following or whatever word you want to use on that. Rate, review, tell your friends, all that stuff. Eric, if you want to plug anything, please go ahead. Well, other than uh, I am going to be on Major League uh, game coverage tomorrow uh, as our fearless leader is traveling. Um, Sunday night baseball. Yep, Sunday on su- Sunday night baseball. I'll be I will be covering the the, the recaps. So I'll be live tweeting that game a little bit more than I usually do. Uh, minor league coverage is going to be coming up um, sooner than you'd think, and we're actually already kind of ramping up, getting credentials and all that stuff set up with all the teams. Uh, so we're going to kind of be shifting into gears there. And also, you are going to be hearing my voice on one of the six eighty podcasts this week. I will not spoil it but it is one of note and i'm going looking really forward to that we're gonna be recording that tuesday and i imagine that'll get posted this week so if you're wanting to also listen to me over there i will be appearing follow eric's stuff uh follow this podcast where he also hosts or co-hosts the road to atlanta pod on the same feed yep Yep. Uh, those will be populating as well in the near future so you get all the content for the price of zero dollars just subscribe, rate, and review. We always appreciate the support. Also, the written content as well. Check out all, check out all that stuff at TalkShop.com. Eric, thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Always, sir. Always. That's everybody else. We'll be back again next week. I don't know when, but it's coming. I promise. And we'll see you next time. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 